This is the Living in Fierce Alignment podcast, your go-to place for mindset transformation, self-empowerment, and personal development. I'm your host, Kayla. I'm a mindset coach for ambitious human beings who are wildly passionate about up-leveling themselves so that they can live a limitless life with ease. I'm here to show you how to create the life of your dreams and powerfully step into your full potential, and of course, live fiercely. So let's get started. Welcome to the Living in Fierce Alignment podcast. My name is Kayla, and I'm really excited about this conversation today because I'm interviewing Lydia. She is currently in the Netherlands, and we connected through Facebook and then on Instagram, and she invited me to write a blog article for her website. And then we've just been chatting ever since, and I decided to invite her on my channel because I wanted her to share about herself and just we've had really great conversations. So I know that this is going to be a wicked episode. and I'm just really excited. So Lydia, I would love it if you could introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about what you do, and then we're just going to go from there. Hey, Kaywin, thanks for having me. It's so good to be on the podcast. So uh, I'm a blogger and course creator and the founder of letsreachsuccess.com, which is the foundation of my brand and business. But it also started as that personal development hobby blog I started seven years ago uh, and has turned into an authoritative platform on the topics of lifestyle design, blogging, business, and financial independence. And these are the things I help people with, mainly women. And that happens through my free content, that's the blog and the podcast, my email list, and with my programs. But at the end of the day, we can say that all the work I do comes down to two things, and that's uh, creating content on the topics I'm passionate about and providing value, and that's not going to change. Yes, I, I love everything you just said, because we've totally connected on these levels, both of us being entrepreneurs, and so I would love if you could actually share a little bit more, what what got you started? Because I know that what's going to come up in our conversation today is what it's like being an entrepreneur and growing your business and bringing value with content and free content. So if you go back to seven years ago, what had you start what you were doing and how did it how did it unfold for you? Yeah, that's a good question. Okay, so it was my desire to write for a start because everyone feels like doing something. And I actually told this was my passion until I read the book by Gary Vaynerchuk. You know him, right? You've heard yeah. of him. Yeah. Uh, this book is a bit outdated now, but then it was really good. It's called Crush It, one of his uh, yeah, bestsellers. And it helped me realize that my passion was and always will be personal development because no matter what else I was doing, that was always at the back of my mind. But writing was the best way for me to express myself. And to this day, like, yeah, uh, doing videos or uh, doing the podcasts or any other form of content, it's just not that natural for me. But when I write, I'm really myself and I can express myself clearly then. So the magic happened when seven years ago, I opened my eyes for this fact and combined my passion with the best way to express myself, with writing. So I definitely wasn't tech savvy, didn't know anything about blogging or business, but I started a blog. Luckily, that was a WordPress blog, although it wasn't self-hosted. It was a WordPress.com version. So I just had to publish content because I had stuff to share and I was writing. And people started responding with comments. Someone was actually reading that. So I decided to learn more about the publishing industry. 
because obviously at that point I knew that I wanted to do something with writing and possibly turn it into my career, but I didn't know how yet. And yeah, things uh, escalated from there. Every day I was doing something about that hobby. It was my therapy to write. And I was publishing more and more content on the blog, also a few uh, self-help books, which is actually not a big deal because like one self-help book can be just 10K words or 20 or 30K, which is basically like 10, 20 or 30 articles, each of which has a thousand words. So if you're a writer, it's not that big of a deal. And while I was growing the blog, I started freelance writing. And that's how I made my first money, which was really important to me because up until that point, I didn't know I could make money online. And I couldn't dream bigger than that because I needed to first earn that first dollar, you know? And that happened just through a website for upwork.com, I think which connects employers with freelancers. And I was basically pitching people and I used my blog as my portfolio. So I don't have any experience in the niche, no CV, nothing else needed, which is what I love about online business. I basically told these people, this is what I have on the blog. I can write something similar for you, but I always wrote on the topics I was passionate about and nothing else. So I started earning somewhat of a stable income and I was growing my blog on the side. And later I replaced the freelance income with the blogging income. That's how it started. (laughs) Oh my gosh. This is so good. I, oh my gosh, I love that you literally just started doing what you love, right? And you really, you really had boundaries set to, you know, only write about what you're passionate about. Yeah. And I think, I think this is so freaking important. Like anyone listening right now, like that is how, when you look up to the people in your world who are doing what they love and they're making money doing what they love, it's because they decided and they set the boundaries to only do what they love and trust the process. And you even shared it. You didn't know how this was going to work yeah. out. You literally just kept doing what you were doing, what felt good and creating opportunities from that. I think that's so powerful. And the other thing that I really love too is that, you know, you're so passionate about writing and, you know, I, I'm always reading your content on your Instagram feed and like, you know, I know that you have tons of articles and whatnot in your, in your blog and on your website as well. And you're right. You really leveraged your strengths with writing and that is how you express yourself. And I think that's so powerful because I noticed that there's a lot of pressure for entrepreneurs online to show up, show up, show up on video and, you know, do this and pictures and whatever. And for me, I, it resonates with me to write and to show up on video, but other people I know that it doesn't. So that doesn't mean you're not going to make an impact because obviously you are now you're a full-time blogger, right? And I'm an example that you don't need video content because the only type of video I have is like in my courses, of course, there will be video lectures, but it's presentations, you know? So I'm just presenting the slides and talking about it, but I'm just behind the scenes of everything again. And that's just my way of teaching. And that's why one of the reasons I'm not a coach, which is an amazing business model, but it's just not for me because that um, the video content and that one-on-one connection, I just don't need it. It takes my energy away. While for you, for example, it gives you energy. That's yeah. how it works. <laughs> oh, yeah. What is your, I've, I've started talking a little bit about this on my channel, but what is your human design? Manifesting generator. Okay. And then what's your, what's your authority? Sacral. Okay. Oh, I'm also a sacral. So I'm a generator sacral. So like when we make decisions, just so the audience knows, like it's like a hell yes or a hell no. 
And yeah. it's, it's just, you just, it's just a really deep gut feeling because it's coming from the sacral. And I love that with manifesting generators too, like you're known for, you know, having lots of projects and things going on at the same time, which is like how you, you know, you're doing podcasting and you're doing writing. Like you're, you're literally living in alignment with your human design, which is beautiful. And I'm learning more about it now because I really want to live in alignment. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I've totally noticed that for myself the last, like I've known about human design for a while, but I never really got into it. And so this has definitely been something that I've been doing the last two months and I connected with, she's now one of my clients in our group coaching program. I did a podcast episode with her, Amber, and she, we talked all about human design. And, you know, when I really started paying attention and living in alignment, it allowed me to show up like really authentically and to just have ideas to write or to create a course. Like, it's like unbelievable. I think if anyone listening to this who has never done human design or like learned about it, I'm inviting you to check it out and I'll put the link in the show notes as well. And I'm also applying it to my business and it's magical. Oh, it's yeah. so much simpler. I was putting so much effort into things. I was like hustling and now it's just all coming from a place of ease and flow. Yeah. And that's cool. Yeah. And I'm yeah. having more fun with it, with my work. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I love it. Can you share a little bit more about, so you shared your journey, how you got into blogging and, you know, course creation and whatnot. And I know that you're obviously work online. So what kind of freedom has that brought you with being able to travel and work from anywhere in the world? So the reason why I started this was I had two words in my mind, freedom and independence. That's what I wanted, really. And that's what kept me, kept me motivated while I was building the business, because it's not easy, of course. But also many aspects of my lifestyle are important here, because then I was back in my home country seven years ago. This is Bulgaria in Europe. And I was limited by that environment, like people have a different way of thinking there, they're more negative, not open to new things. No one in my life was doing the same. And also I didn't share my goals and what I was doing with them, which I know you're a big fan of that strategy. You also don't need to share while you're working on something. Because yeah, when they know, they give their opinion, they give me some negative energy, it's not nice. And also I had to do something with my passion to write about personal development, but I really wanted to escape that environment, not in a bad way, but just it wasn't for me. I wanted to build my whole new life from scratch. And I knew where, where I wanted to move. That was the Netherlands where I live now for four years, thanks to my online business and nothing else. And yeah, that's what kept me going because I really had this goal in mind. And I could visualize it, even if I didn't know anything about manifestation then. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Actually, let's, let's chat about this. So manifestation, I've talked about this a ton on my podcast and I'm all about energetic alignment. So actually what I've, I've chatted with some people before in the past where they manifested what they wanted without even realizing that they were manifesting, you know, and then all of a sudden you learn about manifestation and you're like, holy shit, like, this is what it means, like law of attraction, being in alignment, like taking inspired action and so on. So when did you discover that, when did you discover manifestation and that you had manifested moving to the Netherlands? Okay, actually, uh, many years ago, even 10 years when I was reading, uh, I was always reading books. And some of them were not really for manifestation, but the law of attraction and like thinking grow rich by Napoleon Hill. But I didn't really get the modern idea of things, you know, I just read it and left it there, which means I wasn't really ready for that information. While when I was reading the business books and the personal development ones, I really wanted to immediately apply them to my life and they helped me shape my mindset.
So now I'm getting back to spirituality and really diving deeper into it and manifestation. But this time I'm, I'm really ready for that. Back then it even scared me a bit, I think. What you can do with your energy, what you can attract, because not everyone is ready for that. And uh, what you mentioned about manifesting something in your past without even knowing, this is exactly what happened with me moving here to the Netherlands. Uh, and I realized that and I analyzed it just a few weeks ago uh, while I was journaling. Because now I know the exact rules and the universal laws you use to energetically get aligned with your goals and everything to manifest it. Four years ago, I didn't know them, but I did it. So like every day, okay, four years ago, I was living with my parents. I graduated from university. It was that time where everyone expected me to do a master's and also get a job. But I was already earning some money online, which was enough because uh, life in Bulgaria is really cheap. So that helps. I didn't need more than that. And I didn't need extra expenses. So I did live with my parents with that goal to move here and to create my own life. And like every morning I was waking up, I was doing my work. And that was a tricky part because I was doing freelance work, which I didn't really enjoy, but it's what gave me that uh, the beginning of that freedom and everything. So I respected it and was grateful, but I actually wanted to create content only for myself, for my own platforms, because that's the best way to use my skills, my time and my energy. And every morning I was getting up and just my morning routine was devoted for that. I was actually visualizing things without even realizing it. And I was obsessed with that goal to move here thanks to my online business and to have no one tell me what to do. I also have, because I was a tourist here in the Netherlands a few times before that, I got that a souvenir or a card of Utrecht, one of the cities. Eventually, I moved to Amsterdam because it's the most international one and it worked well. But then I had the idea maybe it will be that Dutch city, Utrecht. And I had that card. It's with a picture of it. And it was there on my desk uh, when I was back home in Bulgaria and doing my work. So I was literally waking up to that and watching it while um while working also i remember the uh like the other things yeah i was going to the gym then as usual meeting with friends but anything i did i knew that this could be uh, this could be our last meetings and just it was from a place of gratitude i know i wouldn't stay in that city anymore i was ready to leave i just didn't uh, buy a ticket or anything yet and then one day i just bought a ticket a one-way ticket and I knew it was really scary. I was really anxious these nights. I couldn't really sleep. There was no actual reason, actually. No, nothing scary, but just it was a big thing to move countries. And I had some money saved, but I never knew how much I would need. But there was never the right calculation for that, of course. I just had to make the move, and it worked really well. And my mom reminded me some time ago that actually it was on the 11th of November. So it's like 11-11 that I got the ticket without even knowing. And then some other little signs. So I think it was all connected to manifestation. I just didn't know it then. Yeah. But I was definitely energetically already imagining my life here in the Netherlands. I just didn't know it in theory. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love, I love that you had this realization within the last couple of weeks and that we're able yeah. to talk about it now. And it totally ties into one of the things that I've been talking about quite a bit on social media. And one of the things that I'm really embodying actually from Epically Aligned, which is where we yeah. met initially, we did this course with uh, Catherine Zankina, the beginning of December. 
And I decided that my, my word of 2021 was embodiment and just really doing what you just said, where, you know, you have this vision of what you want. Like you're looking at this picture every day and you're imagining like, you know what, this might be the last time I'm going to see these people because I'm going to move. And like this, you know, I can, I can still work out. I can still blog. I can still do all of these things in the Netherlands. And so that is how you embody and I think this this is literally such a key part of manifestation. And I think when people, I hear a lot of coaches and people who teach manifestation who talk about, you know, imagine already having it, imagine this. And it's like, it's still, that's still an external experience. But when you embody, that becomes a very internal experience. And so what I'm noticing is that for myself this year, my biggest thing is to go full-time in my business, right? And full-time in coaching, like I'm, I'm a freelancer as well, but I, I just consider I want to be full-time most of my income or all my income coming from coaching. And, and so whenever I make decisions, whether I'm showing up on Instagram or writing something or making an investment, I'm constantly asking myself, okay, Michaela, who has X, Y, and Z is making this much money, has this much of an impact and so on. How would she make this decision right now? And then that's how I move forward. And this, I feel like it's, it's literally two weeks into January and I've just noticed such a difference and being magnetic to meeting people like yourself and just having these amazing connections with people and getting these ideas on, on what to do next. And, and that's like you were embodying that version of you going to the Netherlands. And then the next thing, one of the next things you did was buy a ticket, right? Yeah. Yes. And it's scary, but then you know that you're you're doing something different. Therefore, you're going to get a different result. And with everything I was doing at that period, I was basically showing and telling the universe, I'm ready. Because often people aren't ready for their goals. Also, I just remembered now, another universal law I was following in principle is that I let go of the how. Uh, like, okay, a year ago, because I really want to be in control and plan things and calculate them. But... Uh, my business and some other personal goals, I really wanted to know how they will happen. And that was so wrong. And that's where manifestation came to help me. But back then, I wanted this so bad to move here, thanks to my business and have this super uh, lifestyle uh, based on freedom and independence that I didn't need to know how. I just knew the end result that I'm already living here and enjoying my lifestyle. Yeah. I love what you just brought up about the how. Because yesterday I was watching, Amanda Francis was doing her, her virtual book launch for her book that she just wrote. And she, somebody asked a question, like, how do you give up the how? Like, what is the how? And she said something, I don't know why this just hit me so hard. She said, you are the how. Yeah. <laughs> right? Literally, I don't know why when she said this, I was like, oh my God, like this makes sense. Like it's not, we think, okay, oh, I need to have this amount of money. I need to talk to these many people. I need to take this kind of action. Like it's so external. But th when she said you are the how, that just really made me realize that, okay, we're like, like you just said, imagining I'm already living in the Netherlands. Like this is how my business is going to be this, you know, it's, it, it's kind of the how in the sense of like the actions you need to take, but it's really, it can't be created unless we imagine it is really what yeah. it comes down to. Yeah. yeah. It's beautiful. The whole process. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. So tell me a little bit more about how you continue to grow your business over the last seven years and like how it's evolved. Okay. Well, the biggest growth occurred 
after I moved here, which is interesting actually, uh, coming to this next level of my lifestyle also required me to push my business a bit and myself to take some risks and also increase my income because yeah, I, I now live in one of the most expensive cities in Europe, which is such an irony because I come from such a cheap country and I'm not uh, even earning six figures or anything, but it's working, yeah. You don't need that much actually to create such a lifestyle. And I was renting just a room in Amsterdam in someone else's apartment in the beginning. And I love starting from zero. I really love it. This is really inspiring for me. And I couldn't really do that back home because I was living with my parents. But here I could imitate like one whole new, my own success story, a small version of it, because it's a small business after all. And yeah, I started from zero, from that room, which definitely wasn't pleasant. It wasn't in a good neighborhood and it was cheap. It's what I needed then, yeah. But also, and I felt so grateful for it. Literally, every day since I moved here, I'm waking up with gratitude because it's this whole lifestyle. And back in my home country, when I was creating the business, it's really hard to be grateful then because your physical reality is still the old one. Yeah, that's where embodiment comes in place. Oh my gosh. I, I love what you brought up about gratitude. And what's interesting is that even when you share and you talk about moving to the Netherlands, like thanks to my business, like you literally are constantly thanking the fact that you created this business that allows you to have this freedom and independence. And yeah. I, I like, I really, I really sense that gratitude from you. And I totally get like, that is why you've been able to successfully grow your business. And one of the things that I realized recently with gratitude that I thought was really powerful is like you said, it's, it is challenging in the moment to be grateful for what you have if it's not what you want, because then I think people worry that they're going to manifest more of that. But what I found interesting is that I, I kind of flipped my mindset, especially this time last year was not in a good place in my life. And I kept focusing on what it is that I wanted and being grateful for that because then it, it closes the gap. Yeah. Or, even, or even in our current circumstances, you know, like being grateful, like I'll give an example. When I lived in Toronto for three years, I didn't like living in that city. I was there because my boyfriend worked in finance and I was personal training at the time. And it was just, it was, it wasn't an environment that I loved living in, but what I could be grateful for was the people that I worked with for the accessibility of getting around the city for, you know, the opportunity to live in a major hub in Canada and just having that experience. So there were things that I could be grateful for, even though I didn't want to be there. And eventually I obviously ended up leaving because now I'm in Vancouver, I'm on the other side of Canada. And so I think that this is so, this is so important. And so I want to dive a little deeper into gratitude and what, what, in what ways were you grateful when you were still in Bulgaria that allowed you to, I don't want to say cope with your current circumstances, but allowed you to move from them into like, moving to the Netherlands and, and continuing to grow your business? One of the best things is that my business is based on passion. And that means I'm never going to get bored of it. So I could be grateful even before I earned any money. I was grateful for the chance that writing was my therapy and that I could cover these. I finally made sense of that personal development passion and could share it with the world and connect with like-minded people. So I started from there. I was grateful for all that. Then when I was making my first money through freelancing, I was grateful for that income, for the clients, and I started feeling the abundance of the digital world and what it provides, because we can literally achieve anything there if we set our mind to it. 
And then the more I had some like elements in my physical life and everything, the more I was grateful for them. And the more it gave me an idea of what else I could be grateful for and what else I could have. Because at every next level, I, I could imagine the next one and the next one. And I could just, yeah, really feel how I, I would feel there. I love this. Yeah. It's like gratitude is like absorbing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're just like soaking up the things that you love. And then that becomes energy to, to execute or expand. And back to the previous question, because I didn't fully answer it, actually. You asked how I grew the blogging business. Uh, and I was talking about how when I moved here, I was first living in a, that cheap room and everything. And that pushed me to go out of my comfort zone online and to actually decide, okay, I want to be a full-time blogger. And one of the hardest tra transitions for earlier, uh, yeah, early stage entrepreneurs online is to go like from a freelancer to a full-time whatever you think is like could be a coach of course in my case it was a blogger or could be something else but I really wanted it yeah and it's hard because actually the you know how they say studies uh, show that they're around four hours in the day that we're most productive just our brain can do that much it's best work in four hours well I was doing it for clients and that was freelance clients. And I didn't know where they, they were going to use that content I was writing for them. And I didn't enjoy it. But this uh, motivated me to really change things. And I focused more and more on the blog, started investing in courses, then to learn from expert bloggers. And I just, uh, yeah, I had four blog monetization methods that I implemented, which is advertising, which depends directly on traffic affiliate marketing, sponsored content, and digital products, which came later. And for all these, I could do something about each to grow it. And at some point when the income was enough to sustain me monthly, I stopped freelancing. And that was really a beautiful milestone because it's not about how much I earn, it's about how I earn it, yeah. Oh, I love that last line you just said. It's not about how much I earn, it's like how you earn it. And I'm really happy that you brought this up because I know that this was something that we wanted to talk about was what I notice, and you've been online with your business much longer than I have. So you've probably seen more of this. What I notice online is that my interpretation is that there's a lot of shame around the transition part of leaving a nine to five or leaving whatever it is you're doing that you don't want to be doing and really focusing on going full time in a business. And what I feel like I see a lot of online is, you know, there's a lot, I follow a lot of coaches and vice versa, but it just, it really does quote, look like everyone is just full-time yeah. in their business. Right. Or kind of, I know. And I wrote a post about this last night, like faking it till you make it. But then if we're just talking about manifestation, you're just going to, you're just going to create more faking. Right. So yeah. it's really about being it until you become it, which is example you're a prime example of that you're like this is my passion these are my boundaries I'm just going to continue doing what feels aligned to me and you're being it you're being it and now it's like become your business and this yeah. is like what sustains you and gives you that freedom and independence that you have so what I want to ask you is what have you noticed online around this concept of the transitioning from a nine to five for lack of a better word into you know a business online or a coaching business or whatever it is I noticed the same as you, what you said, but it's mostly on social media, you know, which just uh, proves that there you can play that game. But also each of these people who are fake, pretending to be something they're not or bigger than they are and deceiving others, 
with a bit of research, you can see what they are all, all about because there is just no foundation of their business. Like for you, if I go to your podcast, I will see that first episode back in the days you did. And since then, every other episode you did because you were there putting in the work and you just had something to say. And so many people online, they just don't have much to say. That's why they don't create a lot of content. Yeah, so it all comes down to that. Yeah, and I think that we also have this conversation around creating value and you know being intentional with the content that we create, that we share with our audience. Did you want to speak a little bit more on that as well? Yeah, first, uh, creating authentic content and free, right? Because not everyone can do that. Yeah, um, these people were talking about who appear fake. Well, they don't really like uh, creating free content. They don't see the value in it. They just want to get paid for anything they do online. But the free content is so powerful. It's so magical. Because, for example, me, if I buy a course from someone or if I was about to hire a coach, I want to do a bit of research. I want to trust the person. And that doesn't happen from one, let's say, 30 minutes free call. It happens by exploring their brand, seeing what they have on different platforms. And it's important to be on more on one platform. Yeah, like you should have the main platform that you have full control over, which can be your blog, your podcast, or a YouTube channel. And a secondary one, which could be, let's say, Instagram, where you show more of yourself. There you can do daily updates. And yeah, free content is the biggest part of my business, probably. But it's really important that I didn't start with money in mind. I just really had a lot to share. And another thing is that my passion stayed the same. I just added more to it, but I changed direction. And I also changed the niches I cover on my blog. So it was all about personal development then, but now it's about business, lifestyle design, financial independence, and blogging. And it's absolutely fine to change direction. And you don't need to delete all your stuff from the past. People still find me for my self-improvement content. They subscribe to my list. To my email list even if i talk about business and if I, if I create courses on business but they just want to see my journey and i still get out some uh yeah content on spirituality on personal development because it's all connected because of these two aspects of life that i saw progress with i started the business so it all ties together oh yeah i'm so happy that you're talking about this because you know i find that I feel most aligned when I can, you know, give content. Like if I start talking to someone in, in the DMs and I'm like, you know, we're chatting and I'm like, wow, they could be a really good client. I'm not, I don't feel good trying to just jump on a call with them and sell them. Like, I'll be like, Hey, I want you to go and listen to this podcast episode. Like, this is what you're sharing with me right now. We're like, here's this post. And like, I just really believe when we give value, then people are going to trust themselves to make an investment, whether that's time or money or the investment of just committing to your brand and business and in, in supporting you and indulging in what you have to share. Yeah. And I think, and I really love what you said about the, the freedom and trust of pivoting because what I've noticed, like I identify as a spiritual mindset coach. And what that means is that I really pay attention to like human behavior, how your mind works like neurologically and also the energetic side of like manifestation and energy, right? And I love bringing these together. What I've noticed recently is that I really discovered that I was allowing myself to be pressured by the internet and what other people were doing and how they were showing it up and how they looked more established. And I was trying to show up like I had all my shit together, for example, to be completely honest. And then what I realized, I was like, oh my God, no one is normalizing this this way of just doing what you love, trusting the process, sharing authentically, 
and you know not thinking that you have to like make a sale or overcharge for a program on a you know painful or payment plan like there's just it's really it's really incredible to notice the unconscious influences that come from other people showing up online yeah i agree yeah do you think can you share a little bit more about what you've learned from your from having your business and how that's changed you or transformed you in ways that were surprising yeah there are so many lessons and they never stop it definitely made me more disciplined like um because it allowed for me to create this lifestyle that i have now there is no going back i'm not gonna allow anything to take this away from me so of course i'm gonna keep the business going and all this free content I created, also, I, I don't, um, there's no difference between work time and free time activities if I'm at home and doing it anyways, because it's all connected, you know, because it's on my favorite topics. And, you know, all uh, my whole concept and the main principle I do business with in mind is that it's about documenting the journey. No matter what I'm doing with my life, I'm just uh, sharing the process with others. And that's how I teach. It's a really natural way. And it means teaching on topics that I'm not an expert in yet, but I'm just sharing the journey. And after some time, I start being seen as an expert because I have more experience than beginners because that's all it takes. Well, I'm going out of my comfort zone more and more often, and that happens by learning from others. I just see like the people I call my mentors, people I take courses from, or just consume their podcasts or free content. They're doing similar things. And we're not talking about competition here or copying anyone. No, everyone has their own style, of course. But there are some principles, underlying principles, and you can just see it in the way they do work. And one of them is creating content, providing value, just growing. But it's also about pushing yourself out of your comfort zone. Like, let's say, if I want to go from five to to six figures now, I should hire someone, which is really, really uncomfortable, even if it's just one person, just a virtual assistant. Then there are other things like investing in a more expensive program. Uh, like I haven't even given uh, four figures in a program. Just I've only invested smaller amounts because that's what I'm comfortable with. And that's the value they've given me. It was a lot. But imagine what I can get if I invest more back. And yeah, there's, so, there's always something happening. And that I struggled with productivity because I was always working from home in the beginning, but there is no such thing anymore. I was also waiting for inspiration to come. I believe that the concept of writer's block existed, but no, it doesn't. Because I uh, learned how to con- just how to work with my energy and how to control. Just if I sit down um, on my desk and open the laptop and have a topic in mind, I just start writing. There is nothing to wait for. There is no perfectionism or no expectations. It's just a process of flow and you don't think about editing. Then you just, your message, you just put it out there and later you prepare it a bit for publishing. So it looks good and you share it with the world. Yeah. What you just shared was so beautiful. And I really love that you just demystified the myth of writer's block or not having inspiration because what I've noticed with people, like other coaches I've had conversations with, like say if they want to bounce ideas, you know, off of me and vice versa is it's like there is when when we're trying to perfect it or trying to deliver it in a way that we think our audience wants to receive it then it becomes inauthentic yeah exactly and we the readers or whoever is uh listening to it or watching the video they can feel it oh yeah 
Yeah. And I think, I think there's just something so beautiful when people are being authentic, whether they're sharing, you know, something really messy about their lives, or like you said, just sharing the journey instead of just all of a sudden sharing like, Oh, this is, you know, I went from nine to five to now I'm full time in my business. And everyone's like, cool. Like they, they want to relate to the journey because there's so many people that are just in the process. Right. And it really is something that is just continuing to evolve. And I think it's so, I think it's so important that you pointed out and actually I want you to dive into this a little bit more, how you're able to shift your energy so that you have this flow of being able to share and create. So what are some of the things that you do to shift your energy so that you can get that flow going? Well, I had many productivity habits, practices, and just uh, morning routines, life hacks, and all of this, but I don't need them anymore. I think it just became my new norm to create content, but it's uh, from a place of abundance and love. Yeah, definitely. Before that, I was maybe in a rush, giving myself deadlines or anything, but yeah, now I just really feel like getting it out there. And also now that I have the actual audience, I can see what topics they like the most. And I have, I have so much to say about all these topics. I will never get tired of talking about them. So I can just get more pieces on these exact topics that they asked me about. Yeah, it never stops. <laughs> I, totally, I can totally relate to you. And I think that this is what happens when you live your life in alignment and you feel really good about what you're doing is that there's just a constant flow. Like I am, I have like notes on my phone, notes on my computer of like ideas, yeah. podcast episodes I can do. And then sometimes there's so many ideas. I'm like, Oh my God, like I need to write this down. Like it just, it's just like a divine download. Right. Yeah. But it can also become a problem for some people because they don't know which idea to start with. And if they're perfectionists, sadly, they can like publish something, then delete it. I really don't think this is a good idea, but I see people doing it because if you felt drawn to something, to a topic or something or to share it that exact day, you should leave it there. You should really share it and leave it no matter what happens after that, no matter how people react to it, to it even if they're negative comments. Because, yeah, that was the right piece of content to get out there that day. I think, and I think it's just respecting the fact that you just put out a piece of your heart, you know, and it really does take, it really does take something to be vulnerable and to be confident in what you're sharing. And one thing that I've done is like my podcast episodes, I don't spend hours and hours editing them. Like they're very, they're very raw, real organic, and I'll put it out there. And then I just, I just leave it. Right. And I, I really trust that it's going to land for people however, you know, they want to receive that information. But I think that like, yeah, it's just really trusting and being intentional and sharing. And that's what inspires people to share about themselves too. You know, like when we started chatting more about the authenticity of growing your business and the reality and, and just showing up what feels good for you in a way that feels good for you. Like that's how you generate momentum. Yeah. And it's so amazing when I get these emails or messages from my audience or from people who just found out about me and they thank me for sharing something. And that's the best thing about content that when you publish it, people can find it years later and they'll still feel that energy from you. They'll gain value from it and then they will maybe contact you. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I still, when people message me out of the blue and they're like, Oh my God, your podcast episode on this. And it, it's like, I still get the same level of excitement as if somebody shared it for the first, like, or they, like, it was the first episode I ever did and they're sharing it or whatever. And I'm like, Oh my God, like the, then, then it's like, you feel seen, but also not only do you feel seen and heard, you also realize that you made an impact for someone else. And I think this is like part of the feedback loop of like, just wanting to continue to grow and show up and share more and more and more. 
And sadly, many people would, would have given up on your same podcast after the first few episodes, episodes or 10 or 20, because they didn't get any feedback, but it really takes time. All these small uh, actions you take really lead to a massive change sometime oh. from now, but they need to be more patient because the feedback will come eventually, but not right away. Yeah. And I think this is so important What you just pointed out is that it takes consistency to grow a business or okay. to nurture anything that you're doing. Like when I first started my podcast back in March, 2019, I remember this is when I was still personal training and I got a bit of backlash from some of my colleagues. Like there's just some ways that I said things that they didn't resonate with. And it, it almost stopped me. Like I almost went and re-recorded yeah. the episode, but then I just stopped giving a fuck. <laughs> to be honest yeah and I just kept sharing and even still like at the end of every episode I'll say like you know please like share subscribe leave a review I've said this over 150 times some people don't do that guess what I'm still gonna say it or even like you know even just posting it and sharing it and just being excited about it even if like there's not very many listens like I'm still gonna do it like it's just it's just the commitment to the vision again, and this is literally what led you to moving to the Netherlands, which is like one of the biggest things for you is that like, you just had the end vision and it didn't matter what happened in between. It's just, however you get there, like that's it. And that can be a metaphor for growing a business or anything. And like, that's just how I feel. Like I'll be launching a couple courses and many things coming up. And even if one or two people sign up, I don't care. You're there. We're going to do this hundred percent give it my all you're going to do the work like it's going to be great and then on to the next thing right and I think I think it's it's just so sad to see people get discouraged and so I'm just curious what you have to say about that you know what have you seen what you just said is also an example of showing up for yourself in your business no matter what and I remember the very first months of my blog when I was literally no one I was just a girl sharing my things online and no one was reading it but I kept doing it I really kept doing it no matter what. And yeah, it was consistency that allowed me to actually bring traffic to that blog, to monetize it later on. And now these same articles that I wrote as a hobby in my free time back in the days, actually making me money and people still find them organically through search engines. Yeah, and they find more about me. They could be interested in my programs that I create now. It's all connected. Yeah, and I love what you just shared how, you know, I remember when I started my podcast and just like you started your blog, it's almost like we do it for ourselves. Yeah. Like it, it might sound kind of selfish, but it's like, I'm doing it for myself. I really want to put this out there. This is what I'm passionate about. This is what I'm excited about. And then you just, it's like you keep doing it for yourself, but in a way that you're giving a piece of your soul and heart to your audience for whoever finds it. And then yeah. if they find it later, it almost like reaffirms like, Oh my God, I showed up for myself. You know, I created this and I I put it out in the world and it made a difference for someone. And that's when all of, it's like all those moments where nothing happened, there's cricket. It's almost like all of that just disappears because you're like, oh my God, one person or 10 people or a thousand, whatever, suddenly it resonated with them. Okay. That silence, that gap of like awkwardness was worth it. Right. Yeah. And that's a good way to put it that in the beginning, you do it for yourself because you have something to say and to share. You do it for your business after that. But once you have the audience, you can do it for them because you know who's on the other side listening or reading. And I just started a podcast like a few months ago. This is another example starting from scratch. And yeah, uh, my current audience who are reading my blog or following me on Instagram, they're listening, but still it's a whole new project that I don't know if 
how it will go, but I'm going to continue doing it. And I took this firm decision that I'll continue putting out episodes weekly or bi-weekly. Yeah. So yeah. everyone is writing from scratch over and over again, every day in a million different ways. So people just have to keep going. Yeah, it's, no, it's so true. And just having that why and that dream be bigger than any excuses that you have or any fears that you have. And, and actually, we can talk about this a little bit is the concept of protecting your dreams. And I did record a podcast yeah. episode on this, like, protect your dreams, it's none of their business. Like, that's literally the title of it. And so I'm just curious, you know, you were you shared a little bit about how, you know, you were protecting your dreams when you were in Bulgaria with people. And so where, what, how does that resonate with you? What was your, what's your experience with that? Well, it's really important to say that no one in my life then was into personal development or doing something online. They didn't understand what I was doing. They wouldn't take it seriously. So I just decided, okay, that's my thing, my hobby for a start. I don't need to explain it to them. And I only shared with my mom because she uh, supports anything I do. So yeah, I always say that it's, it's enough to have one person support you. That's all you need. And of course, that person can be yourself, but it's nice to have someone around. And to this day, like I haven't even shared my website or anything with most people in my life, just my closest, closest friends who really wanted to ask. I, I still protect it. And it's really nice for me that my audience and uh, like people like you and anyone else is mostly in the US or some other continents, uh, like they're not in my real life here. So I have my real life and I have what I'm doing online, which I love. And these two don't exactly need to be combined, you know? And I don't feel the need to have people in my own life who are spiritual or having business or anything like that because like what I do online is giving me enough of this. I'm really satisfied in that way. So for my personal life who's around me, it's fine if they're different. Yeah. I think it's so great that you shared this because one thing that I think is important for people to know is that we can only be responsible for ourselves and what we create. And what that means, it can literally be the content that we create, but it's also the energy that we create, the words that come out of our mouth, the thoughts that we have. So when we share our dreams with other people, and they react to it in a negative way, that's not our responsibility. And I think what people do is, you know, let's say you share a monetary goal with someone who maybe isn't on the same mindset level of abundance, and they're like, oh my God, that's so much money. And the thing is, that's their own shit for them to process, and it's an opportunity for them. It's not our responsibility to downplay our goals so that it can fit their expectations in reality, because then we're doing a disservice to ourselves, and then we're also enabling them to continue living in that reality where they might want more and not realize it. But some people really want to share with everyone around them what they're doing and people discourage them and they take all their energy and time to respond to that discouragement. And there's little time left uh, and energy to work on your business and on your vision. So yeah, it's just not the right way to do it. Yeah, and I think it's important, oh, go on. Yeah, I just want to remind them that they can really do it on their own. I don't, I wasn't tech savvy. I don't know anything about blogging or business. English is obviously not my native language, but I do earn my money with it and everything. So yeah, I don't have a specific education or experience or connections before I started this. You don't need any of that to have a business online. You really can do it on your own through research first for free, and then you can invest in programs or coaches or whatever resonates with you. Yeah. yeah. 
I think like you said at the very beginning, it's just having that passion and having that vision and just trusting yourself to just take that action. And I think the other important thing too is like, we're obviously not saying to keep your life a secret by not sharing your dreams. It's just being wise and intentional with who you share with so that it actually contributes to your growth. And then you can reciprocate the same to those people. So yeah, I'm, I love our conversation that we had, we had today, Lydia. And I, I know. And I'm really thankful that we met online and I'm so thankful that we get to continue to support each other. And this conversation again, like was so organic, right? Before you get recorded, just so the audience knows, like, I was like, okay, what do you like? What do you want to talk about? And then, like, oh, let's just let's just hit play, like hit record. And then it was just so organic. This is why I love podcasting and doing interviews because it's it's not structured, right? So yeah. I just wanna I wanna thank you for coming on the channel, and I'm really excited to keep in touch and just share this with the world. And I would yeah. really love. Can you share with the audience where they can find you? And also, I will put this in the show notes as well. Well, the easiest place is, place is my book, letsreadsuccess.com. You can read my story there on the, on the About page. All my articles are there in different categories. You can see my courses there. And if you want to reach out and just talk about something we discussed, it's on Instagram at Let's Read Success. Thank you. And I want to thank the audience too for listening today. And if you can please like, subscribe, leave a review. If you share this on Instagram or Facebook, tag us so that we can acknowledge you and just celebrate with you that you, you know, had some aha moments. We'll, we'll really appreciate that. So thank you so much. And we'll chat with you in the next episode.